It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast for the Waste Management Phoenix Open 2018. As always, the Tour Junkies Podcast brought to you by 18 Birdies, the fastest growing golf app in the business and the most complete golf app in the business. You can download now on iPhone and Android. What's going on, Golf Addicts? David with the Tour Junkies. Thanks for downloading, as always. We're going to break down the waste management in this episode. We're also going to recap the Farmer's Tiger Week, his comeback, how good he looked, how excited we are, the playoff between Jason Day and Alex Noren. A PGA Tour player is going to get a new nickname tonight on the show. We're going to make an announcement about a new addition to the Tour Junkies family that we are extremely excited about, you do not want to miss, and how you can get involved It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to increase our content all for free, all for you. It's good stuff. Don't forget the road to Augusta. Don't forget the iTunes contest, and you can get $250 in Augusta National Pro Shop credit. It's good stuff. And, of course, uh, we want to see you here Masters Week. So come hang out with us, Fantasy Draft, all that good stuff. But before we do, we got to remind you guys, if you've not already downloaded the 18 Birdies app, why not? We did some stuff with 18 Birdies and their crowd at the PGA show this past week. Continues to be such an amazing platform, such an amazing golf app. You need to do yourself a favor and download it if you've not already. Using promo code TOURJUNKIES, you get some free premium access. So whether you're using the app on the course, off the course, whatever, there's content for everybody. Be sure and check it out. Thanks again. We hope you guys enjoy the show. And as always, may your screens be green. What's up, golf addicts? It's David Barnett here with the Tour Junkies. Pat Perry, you out there, buddy? You ready to go? I'm here. I, I am out here. You're out there somewhere? Somewhere. Somewhere out there. Remember that band? You know, you know that band? No, I don't. No. Uh, I, th- I think it was Our, Our Lady Peace, maybe. Remember them? A little 90s, 90s? 2000s kind of alternative band. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good, good group. Um, anyway, uh, how you feeling this week, buddy? Feeling good? It's Waste Management Open Week, the rowdiest golf tournament in all of the land. Excited? Extremely excited. This is one of those just rare tournaments throughout the year that uh, is fun to watch. I would imagine it's fun to be at. And it's got a good field, so I'm I'm pumped. I mean, now we don't have Tiger, but that's okay. We had him last week. We we got our, a little bit of fill of Tiger last week, and we'll get him next week. But um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped about it. I love it. Great uh, course, by the way, too. I think this is an underrated course on tour. As far TBC as just like Scottsdale, fun courses yeah. to play. Yeah, TBC Scottsdale. We'll get to that in a minute. But you mentioned Tiger Week. We're all, we're coming off of Tiger's return, the big return to me. It means more than the hero. But uh, Pat, what a what a tournament! The Farmers Insurance Open won actually today by Jason Day in a in a very dramatic playoff with Alex Norin. And uh, poor, it was, it poor, was, poor Alex Norin. Poor poor, poor Anor Anor. I'm going to call him Anor. 
Poor Anor. You know how most Alex's they go by like A and then the first three letters like A Rod and Yes. Um, yeah. I A-Nor. can only think of A Rod. But A Anor I think is good. I think that's a good one. Uh but yeah, poor guy. I mean, of course there was the drama on eighteen coming down the stretch with JB Holmes taking four and a half minutes to decide to then lay up when he had to make an eagle to get into the playoff, which is weird. The the whole slow play debate because it took six hours. I mean it, the PGA Tour and the slow play thing is just a total cluster bang. I, I'm not really interested in getting into all the ways that they might could fix it, but it is bad. I'm pretty sure they know it's bad, and the players are over it. So I, I, I do have confidence in Jay Monahan that we give him a little more time as commish. I think he'll get some stuff worked out. The, at the end of the day, I think they just need to enforce the rule, but they don't. They don't enforce the rule with every player. They just don't. Anyway, it was interesting. Jason Day wins, but Tiger's return did not disappoint, if you ask me. Now, you know, I got it wrong. I thought his chipping was going to be the problem. It was not. His it chipping. was not. That was the problem. And he even it tweeted was... out Friday, you said something about his, his, his chipping. Well, that you did... were right, but I don't think you were. I think you're yeah, wrong. I mean, it was a, you know, it was kind of like early touting your. It's like screenshotting your green screens on Thursday or on Friday, Thursday, you know, it, which happens a lot. It, it does happen a lot, but it, at that point, I was right. I mean, he made a horrible chip on, on that one off of a tight lie, which I did think showed the yips a little bit. But he settled in, and he did make some spectacular chips from the rough and from other tough lies and, and tight lies. He showed his, a little bit of his, his old was self. Okay. He did, man. I the mean, driver was just the twist face was was twisting him off the grid. It was. was the, he did nothing for Taylor Made's twist face sales this week. Well, Jason Day took care of that. But d- does it matter? Or did did you like? What about how hard he was swinging at some of these mm. shots? Like I was shocked to see. Like I mean, it it looked vintage Tiger out there healthy he didn't like cringe after shots when he hit you know just was using just so much force like that he is violent when he plays and and it it just like i don't know i was i was impressed i think he is fully healthy he really did look good i mean he looked healthy um it just seems to be a sequencing issue with the driver but man sequencing sequencing issue i I stole that from our friend peter costas right um Mm. It, it, man, it's exciting. It definitely gets me excited for Masters even more so because hopefully it'll it'll get my house and my my badges rented quicker. Um, but yeah, it's Augusta's going to be nuts. I'm excited for Riviera in a couple weeks. He just this. I think this is legit, man. I, I think this is the Tiger comeback we wanted last year. But he's healthy and he looked good. I mean. I, th- I do think, you know, I think we predicted for him a best-case scenario is like a top 40. Um, he finished tied for, what, 23rd. He, he got luck of the draw there on Sunday. I mean, if you if you teed off early Sunday or mid-morning Sunday, you were at a big advantage. I mean, by the time the, 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 sun, the sun and the wind hit those greens, those POA greens in the afternoon, the, it was just like hang-on time. I mean, yeah. well, so I mean, look at many what we guys saw fell with, off. Uh, like Keegan Bradley getting up there, just sneaking up into the top yeah. five. Like I, I, there was a point where I was like, you know what, Keegan Bradley might sneak into the playoff here. Yeah, he, and then he had Charles Tiger Howell had a had a good final round, but yeah, they did luck out a little bit there. I think even Tiger was stuck on that one tee box for twenty something, like twenty three minutes, and in the twenty three minutes, he he moved up like four spots, you know, on the <laughs> leaderboard, just sitting there. So. There was definitely that effect, but 
Um, I, I was pleased, man. Everybody's excited. Tiger looks like he's back. I don't really feel like we have to wait for Riviera to say that. I've heard a couple people say they, they still want to see it at Riv, but I mean, he scrambled really well. His iron game looked good. His putting looked good. You had the numb nuts that screamed out loud in the middle of his backstroke. That was kind of a deal. That's just, oh, God. That really annoys me. It just gives us a bad, it gives Americans kind of a bad look. Because I don't think that happens on the European tour for people. Like, they just no, don't, you don't dumbest. hear mashed potatoes and, you know, getting a hole on some dumb shot every day. You just, why, why do we have those guys? Can you Why imagine if he guys? had tried that at the Masters? My oh God. no, he'd, he'd be, yeah, he would. would he actually he'd be missing right now. He wouldn't even be escorted. Off, he wouldn't just be escorted mm-hmm. off the grounds. He'd be missing. It's just so <laughs> stupid. Like I mean, if you were out there listening to us, and this is something that you would do, I don't. I, here's what I want to tell you: Stop being just. You're you're a jerk. You're like the jerk of the year. Nobody wants to hear you say freaking get in the hole before the freaking putter has even hit the ball. It pisses me off. Yeah. Sorry, you're going to have to use the the mute button there, I guess. It's not a good look. No, that's not a good look. Um, Our picks, man. You know, our picks were looking better uh, early Friday than they did late Friday. We had some guys freaking miss the cut on the number and just screw so many people. God. Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas. Uh, Shane Lowry just lost his mind on the back nine on on Friday. Ollie, Xander, Ricky Fowler, who you were on and I was against. Uh, My boy Seamus Power on the last hole lost it. Ugh. Stuart Sink, another one you liked and I was against. See, actually, two of our misguts were guys you liked and I didn't. Why do you keep pointing out that fact? Like, there's plenty of guys that you liked that I may not have liked that didn't make the cut either. Yeah, I had guys that missed the cut, yes. I'm just saying we did have two players. why are you pointing out the ones that I... Because those were the ones I knew that I disagreed with, Fowler and Sink, and they both missed the cut. That's it. You're welcome to keep track, too, old man, if you can remember. Can you remember? No, I don't write this shit. <laughs> of course, uh, I looked like a genius on Thursday with Sang Moon Bay, and then he sang yeah, Moon that was Bay a great call. on Friday. Good job there. <laughs> By the way, man, this 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 tool on YouTube, on our YouTube video that we did for Roto Grinders, is like, imagine getting paid to tout Sang Moon Bay. First of all, I'm like, okay. listen, bro, you don't even know if we get paid. Yeah, Second, let's if we set did, some people straight here. Do you really think like we get paid a lot to do a video like that? Third, it's called the flyer of the week. It's picking a guy at the bottom who's going to be low-owned, who's risky, who's a GPP play with some upside. And on Thursday, I bet you're thinking I was a freaking genius. But why, why do people do that? I don't even understand that. I don't even understand that. Like, come at me if, you know, I tell them to put them, you know, I tell you, you need to put them in, in your core or something, which, which we didn't do. Uh, some guys we, get, we got right, though. I mean, Rosie with the top seven. Leishman played well. Finau played well. Woodland played great. Woodland is sucking on Thursdays. The last couple of tournaments, horrible on Thursday, lights it up the rest of the week. He'd he wasn't winning. that great on Sunday. No, he wasn't great on Sunday, but nobody was. No, um, that's true. CH3, JB Holmes. I think that's probably the call of the week. Way to go, man. He was like 7300 bucks. Pretty sure I... You liked JB Holmes. Yeah. Holmes. 
Yeah. Ames. I was all over J.J. Spawn. He had another top ten here. We both continue to love Brandon Harkins. Robert Garrigus was another one that we both liked. Who Garrigus had a top ten, I believe. Wasn't he so, my flyer play of the week? He was. He was. So, yeah, I mean, we had hmm. some good calls. We had some good calls. It wasn't all that um, bad. We were also at the PGA show last, last week. If you guys, uh, if you guys haven't seen, we posted a few videos. Now we don't do a whole lot on our own YouTube channel, but we are on the YouTube, the YouTube. Um, we're on that, and uh, it's just tour junkies. So go subscribe. Um, we don't do a lot, but we'd like to try to do a little bit more. We got a couple videos up there that I think are interesting. Number one, we interviewed Eric Anders Lang, who, if you don't know who he is, you need to. He's a stud. Um, he is uh, for scratch golf and adventures in golf. Check him out on YouTube. We interviewed him at the PGA show. He's hilarious. He called me out for having a fake mic. He was funny. And then um, also published so far, we did a little uh, did a little thing where we walked around and had people make DraftKings lineups before Tory Pines, and I roasted their picks or approved of their picks. Had, had maybe a familiar face in there that made a lineup you guys might recognize. But just had a good time mingling with the crowd there at the PGA show. It was great to meet a few of you guys who listen to the show regularly. I know Derek, Ethan, Jack, a couple of guys that we met, a few guys that we met there. All great guys. Loved um, connecting with you. Um, enjoyed it. And then we'll have another video published shortly where me and Pat had people go on a on a PGA show scavenger hunt and point out interesting things at the pga show and embarrass themselves so yeah check out our youtube channel for those we tweeted them too they're pretty funny um, by the way if you, if, i believe if you subscribe to the youtube channel that you get our uh roto grinders video that comes through that feed too so oh fancy you didn't know that i did not know that and nor do i fully believe that that's accurate but i'm gonna let you go with that um <laughs> We're just gonna we're just gonna move on. But the PGA show was great. We had a good time. Hung out with some old friends. Um, had some laughs. Lots of laughs. Um, we it was played a good time, night man. golf. We played night golf with eighteen birdies. Which um, I was terrible. I was awful. You were pretty bad. I, I pretty much carried our team. Yeah. Well, we um, lost. We lost on the on the final hole in a playoff. But nonetheless, I you know we were in there. Um. Played night golf, 18 birdies was fun. Yeah, it was a good time, man. PGA show's good. Every year we get a little more and more wise as to what to do and not to do, though. You know, like like next year I think we're gonna cut out demo day so we don't so so we don't all have to expose the world to your golf swing on Yeah, Periscope. I'm done. I'm kinda done with demo day. Yeah. Um but anyway, it's a lot of walking. I looked at my I looked at my my Apple Watch today actually. We walked uh nineteen thousand steps on Wednesday. And seventeen thousand on Thursday. I did. I wasn't there on Thursday, but I, I do believe we walked nineteen thousand steps. Yeah. On. Also, that also included walking the uh, par three night golf course. Right? Yes. Yes, it did. Highlight of the PGA show, or or low light, depending on how you look at it. I lost our Twitter poll last week, which I'm pissed at because you people, I think, just did this because you feel sorry for Pat. Mm-hmm. But I put up a Twitter poll no, that's last not week. True at all. Yeah, of who had the best tiger roar. Me and Pat opened the show yours, last week yours with was a tiger weak, roar. Man, it was this yours was, was yours was like uh, yours was challenged. Sounding. It was cartoonish. Yikes! 
Well, anyway, I said that whoever the loser is has to do something embarrassing at the PGA show. I lost. So we were in the Travis Matthew booth, which is the greatest booth at the PGA show every year running without fail. Um, and they were serving drinks and doing karaoke. And so I did karaoke. I did California Love by Dr. Dre and Tupac. Um, hope that doesn't hurt anybody's feelings, but I did California Love, and I think <laughs> I nailed it. I think I nailed it. And I you think did a good job. We even, uh, we, I think I was periscoping that. You did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, though. That's not embarrassing for you. I mean, you yeah, do it this is. stuff all It's the time. hard to do. Yeah, it is hard to do. It's hard to do. So okay. I, I fulfilled my obligation. If you periscoped it, hopefully it's already gone by now, so nobody can go back and look at it. I don't know. That'd be cool. Go check it out if it's still on there. Um, we must remind you guys before we move on of the road to Augusta. That is a huge, a huge deal. Okay. Um, road to Augusta. That is how you get to the Masters. All expenses paid. That's round trip airfare, hotel for two nights, a ticket to the Friday second round of the Masters to hang out with me and Pat and one really cool guy from Fantasy Draft and your food and drinks. It's going to be a phenomenal trip. This is our second annual Road to Augusta, I can proudly say. It's going to be a good time. You will not want to miss it. Um, And it is presented by Fantasy Draft and Roto Grinders. So shout out to those guys. Here's how you enter real quick. All you have to do is you have to sign up for a Fantasy Draft account. If you don't have one already, you sign, uh, you sign up for one, and you can use the promo code TourJunkiesRG, all one word, TourJunkiesRG. Or you can go through our link, which we've posted on Twitter a couple times. We'll try to post it again tomorrow and go that route. <coughs> ah, excuse me. Then all you have to do is enter one paid PGA contest, okay, and you get one point. If you enter the PGA Tour card, which is the name of the contest, it's a $25 GPP. If you enter that, you get five entries for each entry into that. Now, you can do this every week from literally now until until leading up to the week before Masters. You can do this every week, and you get those entries added to your, your, your name every single time. So you get you get better odds of winning the more contests you play in, right? That's that's the whole point of Fantasy Draft doing this. They want people on their platform. It's a great platform. They're driving traffic, driving engagement. We love the guy at Fantasy Draft, the, the guys, excuse me, the guys at Fantasy Draft, and uh, and it's a great product. So why not? And we want to hang out with somebody that loves DFS and the Masters on Friday. It's going to be a good time. Did it last year on Monday. It was baller. We had a great time. We made a friend in Michael Riva. He was our contest winner. Now, if you're if you're already on Fantasy Draft, guess what? You don't have to do anything but keep playing. So just play. Same contest, same points. All you got to do is play. You don't have to email us. You don't have to tweet anybody. You don't have to do anything. Any of, the, any of those entries in a paid PGA contest, uh, you get one point. And if it's the tour card, you get five points. Same thing from now until the week leading up to Masters. So there you go. Tour Junkies, RG is the promo code. Anything else to add to that, Pat? No, I think you did a great job with that. And all I will say is that um, typically if we go off of last year, I'll be in, in pretty good form on, uh, on that Friday. <laughs> yes. So if you, if you like recent form, if that's one of the things you like when you're looking at a golfer. Recent form. 
<laughs> my, my recent more, form is really good for this. More uh, like course event. history. That was your last year. That was that was your course history. Yeah. Was, your course history is strong to quite strong. Yeah. Cor- yeah. It's not. Yeah. Yes. You're right. It's not recent form. It's, it's course history. So. Yeah. 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 Um, now the other thing is too. Listen, we're, they're going to fly you in on Thursday, right? There's probably going to be some good times on Thursday night. There's always some action every night of the week. Masters week in Augusta. There's something going on. So you may even get two nights hanging out with the tour junkies, you know, and maybe even Ms. Domination makes an appearance. You get to meet her. It could be, it could be, it's going to be the trip of a lifetime for one lucky winner. Now, here's the thing. If, if we draw your name on that day, you better freaking have your permission slip signed. You know, we, we, we said that last year and the first two people whose names we drew, their boss wouldn't let them off work to go to the masters. All expenses paid. Yeah. So if, yeah, I mean, if you're getting into this contest, I'm just saying, like, be ready. Be yeah, ready. Be ready. We, we, we got to know. Yeah. Don't be fake ready. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be fake ready. That's just, that's just weird. Um, also, really quick contest reminder, the iTunes review contest is still up and running. And what do you get for that, Pat? You get $250 in swag from... The pro shop at the Augusta National. Now, we say pro shop. That means the shop that everybody that gets into the tournament shops at. But you know what? Not everybody gets into the tournament. And there is some fantastic stuff in there. I mean, like, if you if you were to tell me, like, David, can you give me a $250? Like, can we? Can I take that out of Tour no. Junkies and just give that and, like, walk into the shop and go get a bunch no. of swag? Because I could get some really cool stuff. Yeah, you can get some good stuff for 250. You know, here's the deal. We just need iTunes reviews. We want them to be honest. If you've not done that for us already, which we know there's thousands of you that have not cuz we only have like like 470 something iTunes reviews and there's a lot more people that listen to us on Apple devices than that. So, uh we know that there's plenty of you who haven't done it and we're trying to encourage you and incentivize you to do so. So please, that means a lot to us. Go ahead and do that. And if you can't make it to the Masters, that's okay. You'll get us your sizes, your wish list. We'll go into the shopping for you, and we'll ship it to you. All expenses paid by the Tour Junkies. It's that easy. And you have can do that between now and Masters Week. Have you ever <coughs> left a review on iTunes, David? Like, for not, not our podcast, but for something else. Um, No. You're, you're supposed to say yes. There. Oh, oh, yes, 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 I have. Okay. Is it that difficult? Like, there can't, it can't be that many steps involved in just saying, hey, I like this podcast. No, it's not hard at all. It's not hard at all. Okay. I just want to make sure it wasn't difficult because I'm, you know, I'm an older guy. Sometimes when there's like four steps involved, like if there's two steps involved, I'm, I'm okay. But if there's four, I don't know. I get a little bit. Yeah, it's not that many steps. Anyway, you guys got to do that. It's it's easy. It's easy. And right now, like if you did it, you're like one of a hundred people that is entered. So you got a pretty you got a you got a good chance. Okay. Um, Pat, we have another large announcement before we get into the course breakdown. Huge. Do you want Do you want to talk about it? No, I don't. I want you to talk about it because you. <laughs> That's always what you said. You called them before the the <laughs> the podcast and got all the stats down. All I'll say is this guy is uh, pretty damn smart. I'll put it that way. He also 
is uh, will always be uh, you know a, a big fan of mine because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of his actually because he helped me with uh, the Bulldogs national title game. That's actually how a lot of this started, right? Even though we lost. Yeah, that's just how the discussions got drummed up. But here, here's here's what's happening. Uh, the Tour Junkies will be adding a new member to the Tour Junkies squad. You know, it's me and Pat, obviously. You've got our boy Ash Morrison, who does a phenomenal job for the European Tour. Ash is over there in the UK. Um, wish, wish he was closer. Wish he could spend more time over here. But he's over in the UK doing his thing and um, just writes tremendous European Tour golf content for us. But we are adding a fourth member of the TJ family, and we are excited uh, his name is Ben Little. He is uh, the, the Twitter handle that you need to know. You need to go out and follow right now is at TrueMav, T-R-U-M-A-V, TrueMav. That's the Twitter handle. His name's Ben Little. He's, uh, he's a good dude. He's married. He's got two young boys similar to you and, and myself um, from the lovely city of Athens, Georgia, home of uh, the University you, of Georgia Bulldogs. The beautiful city. And, the uh, classic city, by the way, as they call it. The classic city, yeah. And Ben is going to come on board, and Ben is a smart guy, as Pat mentioned. Listen, um, now, Ash is a smart guy, too, but Ben is smarter than all three of us. It just is what it is. Um, yeah. He's not the best golfer in the group. That's still Ash, but um, he is smarter than the average bear. And he's been doing, you know, he's been doing some day trading since 2009. He's kind of a day trader guy. Uh, typically, always works for himself. Um, so we'll see how he answers to us, right? Because we're hard to work for. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna really l- lay the lumber on on old Ben. Um, but he is going to be providing some deep content for our listeners, all for free, nothing behind a paywall for us. Um, but he's going to be sending a weekly email. Likely that email is going to come sometime on Wednesday. We felt for a while that that was a piece of what we do that is uh, that is missing, getting you guys some some content late on Wednesday. You know, because we record the show on Mondays. A lot of times, you know, we don't fully understand or or can anticipate the ownerships and the you know the the tea time waves or the who's got a sore tummy ache or whatever you know like we don't we don't always get all of that (laughs) on monday so uh we've always felt like there was some content that we could deliver later on wednesday and so we are going to be contributing to this content along with ben and ben's gonna really bring his kind of golf nerd side to uh the wednesday email um so it's super sharp stuff super sharp stuff um I'm excited. Just I'll tease a couple of a couple of things you'll see in the first email coming this Wednesday. Number one is the chalk bomb, right? The chalk bomb. That's going to be one segment where Ben is going to defend, and we're going to defend why you should completely fade a chalk player likely near the top, right? So why you should have that edge against the field by. Um, not playing a chalk player. Another, you know, another fun segment I think is going to be there is um, five to ten random facts about the course, about the tournament, about players, such as last last week. You know, Michael Kim went to Torrey Pines High School, grew up playing Torrey Pines on a junior membership. Well, Michael Kim actually had a pretty good week. He bombed on the stretch down, you know, on Sunday, but he had a good week. So stuff that 
facts that will add a little bit, maybe be a tiebreaker if you're making a decision between a couple guys. That's just two of the things that Ben's really going to contribute to. It's going to be sharp, sharp stuff. So um, currently we've got a list of those of you who have you know, subscribed to our emails before, which we've not done in forever, but we have that list. If you are interested in being a part of that list, um, you just need to email us, info at tourjunkies.com. And actually, what would be better is if you go to our website. If you go to our website and click on the Contact Us page and fill out that form, um, which is just name, email, and then in the body of the email, you can say, like, I love you guys. I want in. Like, that's all you got to do. <laughs> um, that will put you Do they in... have to say I love you or will no, it still? Don't. No, they don't. Okay. Uh, but that will put you on the weekly email that starts this week for the waste management. So I'm, I'm really pumped. We've been talking about who the chalk bomb might be. We're going to wait and see what Fanshare Sports has to say about a few of these guys come Wednesday. So it'll be a great time to, to get in. Get in on the front. Gain your edge. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to have Ben. Just a great guy. Great synergy with Ben. We've, we've had a good time with Ben. He's going to be cool. So go follow him on Twitter, at TrueMav, T-R-U-M-A-V. There you go. Huge Ben fan. I, I, well, you know I am because spent yeah. some time with him at the national championship game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium that we lost. But great dude. I am, uh, and he's just so much smarter than me. He is so smart, yeah. He, but yeah, he's emailed us like some sample stuff, and we're like, okay, well, well, well don't come understand. Now we have asked Ben to dumb it down for us in the email. So if you're like us and you're like, not yeah, the, the that's a good point. Golf nerd, you need to make that point. Yeah, if you're a golf nerd, okay, or, or if you're just like a fan like we are, this will be you. You will be able to read this and actually understand it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the, not, like picture you being me. Like in reading something, like that's that's what we Oof. tell to Ben. Like Ben, somebody just had a car accident when that yeah, happened. Yeah, Ben, picture your reader as Pat. <laughs> now, now give him the content he needs. Yeah, there you and go. And that's what Ben does. There you go. It's gonna, it's, it's really gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I'm excited about it. Can't wait to see the first one this week. It, it it's gonna be. You guys would probably like this more than you like our podcast. So. Um, all right, well, we know that when we get to this point, when we're almost 30 minutes in, people start getting mad at us because we haven't got to picks yet. Hate so, us. Hate um, us. All right, Pat, we got the Waste Management Phoenix open, TPC Scottsdale. Let's get into the course breakdown, key stats, caddy insight. I'll let you, I'll let you begin. All right, so, yeah, this week, this is one of the most unique tournaments on tour, the Waste Management Open. Played at TPC Scottsdale in Scottsdale, Arizona. 7,200 yards. It is a par 71. Here's the thing about this tournament I love. It's just, it's just wild. It's crazy. It's like there's no other tournament like this <coughs> all year. But that being said, for the most part, we're going to be looking at bombers this week. That's what that's what I'm going to be looking at. I mean, that's that's going to be key. I think these, you know, these this course is one of those courses that bombers can just destroy. You know, you got three par fives, you got eleven par fours. All of them, though, you're going to want to have. Here's the thing: you want to have, you know, stroke off the tee. You want to be able to hit these greens with high shots. That's why you got to hit. Long drives off the tee. You can't just be like p- 
putting it in the fairway or whatever. You know, the green surface, you got overseeded rye, some crap. I don't know. That's what you said. Um, I'm oh, okay this is with terrible. That. Can I just do the course breakdown? You're sucking. Yeah, go go do the go do the God, course breakdown. Jeez, it's overseeded Bermuda. That's what it is, Pat. This is or overseeded rye. Show. No, it's over the the rye is the overseed. It's Bermuda that they overseed with rye. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Jeez. Oh, um, there, there are a lot of drivers hit on the course. I, I do think bombers are 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 in a, at, are okay, but I'm not weighting that stat very heavily. This is a strokes gained approach, pound and greens kind of golf course. So our caddy inside this week said that the number, you know, we always ask him to circle three stats. Well, this is interesting. Uh, he actually circled two. He circled um, birdie or better percentage, and then he circled strokes gained approach twice, and just said that's it. So it's. It I'm is surprised a, strokes gained off the tee wasn't in there. Uh, I mean, because I mean, it's a you, factor, I, I guess. But got, you just driving said, distance is to me a key this week. I mean, this is one of those courses where you you can just bomb it off the tee. Yes, there are a lot of bunkers in the fairways and whatever that you got to avoid. But I don't I don't think you know they're they're a huge deal. I, I would think strokes gained off the tee would would be coming up here. Well, that's not what he said. So there you go. Okay. That, they said 15 plus years experience no all right well uh, take it i'm gonna take over back over here looking at past <laughs> champs you got hideki last year you got hideki the year before you got man crush in 2015 if you don't mm. know who man crush is that is brooks kepka mm. who david loves in 2014 you have kevin stadler okay. <laughs> yeah whatever Young Walrus. 2013, you had Mickelson, who has won here before. I don't know when it was before he won that in 2013. But here, here's the thing with him. I don't know if you remember that year. He had a chance to break 60 and didn't do it in the last hole. Yeah. Just lipped out. Yeah. Okay, is that, is that it? That's all I got on the past champs. Okay, so you interrupted my course breakdown just to do that? No, it's my course breakdown. I yeah, just let you, you have it for a second okay. because I was uh, I was fledgling there for mm. a while. So now now I'm back on, and I'm just worried about why you didn't like strokes gain off the tee. Don't worry about it. You do you. Let me do me. I, I mean, I, I think I just I do think distance obviously helps as it helps in every every week if you can hit the ball a long way. You know, you're at an advantage, but I don't think it's as necessary, you know, and I and I don't think this is a and even our so uh, we had our caddy break down the percentages right between form course history and stat fit and um, form was 40 percent. OK, course history was 30. Right there. And then and then the stat fit was 30. So I just don't think I don't know. I, I care more about the form. And I think the stat fit is, is basically saying you need ball striking guys from the fairways that are going to put it on the greens. It's a tee to green course, and you need guys that are going to make birdies. So that's that's where I'm at. So that's what I'm looking at. Okay, I'm good there. Yeah, you know, last couple of years we've had 17 under, 16 under, 15 under, 16 under win, and um, yeah, I, I just I, I want birdies. I want birdies, birdies, and I want strokes and approach. That's what I want. I'll, I'll lean bombers if I got a good bomber who can do both the approach and score and 
he's in good form and he's got decent history, I'm all for it. I'm probably going to pick a lot of bombers, but I just don't think that's a key. I, I, I really zoned in my key stat to those two. I'm, I'm buying. I'm buying what our our boys selling. Okay. Good. Okay. You're annoying me tonight. I'm like I'm irritated with you right now. Should let you know. I, I might like Ben more than you actually. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Pat. I'm just kidding. I love you, bud. All right, let's go on. Let's, uh, let's, all right, let's, let's get into the picks here. All right, let's get into the picks. So to start it off, we got Hideki, back-to-back defending champ. Finally had him a good week last week. Uh, I was a little shocked. He kind of backdoored a top, what, 11 or whatever it was last week. Um, but Hideki had 11-5. And then you got Jordan, Rom, of course, the Arizona narrative, um, Fowler, Justin Thomas. So for me... Here's what I think. <laughs> I'm really tempted. Ah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very tempted to go all the way up to Hideki. But I'm not. Um, I'm also tempted to play Rom because I still think, I mean, he was only like, according to Fanshare last week, he was only like 19% owned, which I thought was lower on average, which I thought was lower than, than he was going to be. And then he had the, the crappy weekend. So that'll probably lower his ownership some more. I do love him on this course. I think he's perfect for this course. He's had two good appearances here. He's gained 27, I'm sorry, uh, 16 strokes in those two appearances, but that also doesn't count his appearance in 2013 when he played as as an amateur. Um, But I think I'm going to go more Jordan Spieth. I think he's my guy at 11-4. He's gained 17 strokes here in the last five years. He's in good form, and, you know, he's one of those guys who can hit it long enough. He's kind of an in-betweener, right? He's not a little short knocker, but he can hit it long enough when he needs to. But I think the irons are dialed in. The short game is as good as, as, as good as you know, well, it's not great right now, but it's, it's good. And I just feel, I feel good about, I feel good about Spieth at 11-4. And I think, the, I don't know. I think I think he's going to be a play, and then I am also going to have a little Justin Thomas. That price at ten three for JT for that kind of score, you know, can take advantage of his length. Obviously, not a tremendous record here, but I I think Justin Thomas. When you can get Justin Thomas as the fifth price guy, I, I like that. So those are the two I'm rolling with. I'm not mad at anybody in here. Like if anybody just wants to play one of these guys, I'm with you. I'm not going to like talk you out of it. Um, you know, we'll see what FanshareSports.com has to say about ownership come Wednesday. But you know, I I just think Spieth and Thomas are the two I'm going to lean to. Do you worry at all with with JT with the fact that he's missed two straight cuts here? No, I mean he's just such a good. Oh, his value is just so good to me. And maybe and he certainly he checks the box like on birdie or better percentage, which we've we've talked about as, as something you want to look at at least on the past several rounds that he's played. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it does concern me. I can't say it doesn't concern me, but uh, that's I'm looking. Here's the thing: like, I think there's a lot of a lot of good values near the bottom and in the in the mid sevens that I might play that might be a little chalky, and so I I don't know. I, I'm hoping that. Spieth and JT are a little lower owned 
than Hideki with his history and Rom with the Arizona narrative. Like, I'm just hoping that they, they're a little lower owned. If, if people are scared off of the JT course history, that's fine with me. Well, I can, here's the thing with Hideki, too. I mean, you look at last week, he was one of the top putters on, in the field last week, which, which is, is crazy nuts. to me. Yeah. That's just nuts. Because we, we always talk about his putting is, is just awful. He actually putted pretty well last week, so I can I can understand why Hideki would be a decent play. And obviously, he's won here twice in a row, so you, I I don't know. I can't argue if you're going to play him, but for me, I would much rather drop down. I love some Ricky Fowler. I think, and you know, I liked him last week and whatever else. But I think after missing a cut, you know, this is a course where he's gained 24 strokes on the last four years or the last five years. Uh, you look at his, you know, a T4 and a T2 in the last five years. I, I think that from a GPP standpoint, I think Ricky Fowler is a is a fantastic play. Um, you know, also checks the box and strokes gained off the tee. So I think that Ricky, I, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't want to take a. If you think it's a flyer on him, the only thing I would worry about would be his ownership, only because Ricky Fowler is just always a popular play just because of who he is. But I, I do like him this week. And then Jordan Spieth, for me, I, I think, you know, checks a box and strokes gain approach, strokes gain off the tee, 11-4. If I'm going to be choosing between Hideki and a guy like Jordan or a guy like John Rahm, I'm going Jordan Spieth here. You know, he's had a little bit of a break. I think this is a good price for him. He's obviously going. He's going to check every box you want. I mean, I can I can mention strokes gain approach yeah. or off the tee, but it doesn't matter. He's he's going to check all of them. So those are going to be my favorite plays right here in this over 10k range. You know, I I mentioned FanShare Sports just a minute ago as far as checking ownerships. Um, by the way, in in their blog last Wednesday, Logan, who does their their um uh, their ownership preview or whatever. Uh, actually called out Alex Noren as a good opportunity um, as a as a pivot play. It'll be interesting to see what he says uh, this week. I, I think you're going to have to look for pivot plays in this top, you know, in the 9K and above range um, again this week. So, you know, maybe Spieth and JT are are potential pivots up there, but I, you know, I, I don't know. We'll just have to check out FanshareSports.com, and you can still. Get on that par 72 special at fansharesports.com that ends on Wednesday. So uh, if you do that, you pay $7.20 a month for fansharesports.com, which is very well worth it. $7.20 a month is nothing. So it's a great tool to have. Uh, it goes up to like 10 bucks a month or something, 9 bucks a month after. So check that out. That is... Um, yeah, that's going to be something I'll, I'll be looking at because I I don't mind the Fowler play again coming off the bad week and he's he's always he's always done really well here uh, for the most part he's gained strokes here so I, I don't mind it like I said I don't mind any of these plays up here but in the nine K range you got four guys you got Leishman Daniel Berger Alex Norin and Tony Finau Pat I'll let you start here who do you uh, who you like here. Well, here's the thing. I, I am a big fan of playing studs and duds this week if we're talking about strategy. So there's not a whole lot of guys in here that I do like, but but my favorite guy is Daniel Berger. 
I love him this week. He he fits the bill on course history, also strokes gained approach. I don't mind that price at ninety five hundred. You know, it, it, again, this is a guy we haven't seen like he's he's not like lighting you know the tour on fire right now. But I think you know he was t fourteenth at the Sony, which was the last tournament he played. So he's had a little bit of a break. You know, which I like. I actually like playing guys that are, are, you know, have had some, you know, downtime. Unlike Rom, who's just been playing, you know, it seems like every week. So I think Daniel Berger at 9,500 is a fantastic play and a guy that I'm going to have in a lot of lineups, especially since I'm going to go dud, studs and duds. All right. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm only going to have one guy predominantly in this category as well, and that's. At ninety one hundred, Tony Finau. Ugh, God. Why? Um, everybody got to like Tony Finau every single week. Well, I mean, he he scores a lot. Um, uh, you know, if you look in the last five years, he's finished top twenty in birdie or better two out of the last five. Uh, he's done the same, and actually, he's done it. He's done it three times in par five birdie or better. He's gonna score. I, I just I like that. I like that. He's gained 13 strokes total in the last five weeks on tour. So he's scoring right now. He's gaining strokes on the field. I mean, he's your bomber, which you like. So I don't know why you wouldn't yeah, like him. I'm, I'm I'm not. I don't hate the pick. I'm just yeah. I, I just think if okay if if Finau were 9500 and Berger were 9100, I'd probably be on Berger. It's kind of a savings thing. Like I I'm with you. I th- I like the studs and duds approach. But I also like pairing, you know, Jordan or JT with, you know, Finau and one other guy I'm about to talk about and then going down and like getting somebody from this group in. And I think I just picked the lower guy. But I, I, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, sidebar on Tony Finau, though, Pat. Hmm. I will be um, I will be doing a little a little video with Tony Finau live on Monday after the Waste Management Open. That should be interesting. So stay wow. tuned for that. Why am Every, I not going? Everyone. No, you, you can go. You, you can. Um, but that should be fun. Should be a good time. I can't, can't say much other than that. But it will okay. be good. All right. All right. I'll kick off the $8,000 range. The, the guy I was talking about that I would, I would do other than Finau is Webb. I love Webb here. At 8,900, he's gained 30 strokes total in the last five years at TPC Scottsdale. He's in great form, having gained 15 strokes in his last five tournaments on the field. Um, You know, in the last five years, he's been top 20 in strokes gained approach three out of the last five years. Three. Twice out of the last five years in strokes gained around the green. Um yeah, I just I think I think Weber's a good play. He scores well on par threes, scores well on par fours. So uh, and in fact, two out of the last five years, top twenty in par five birdie or better, and was in the playoff. Lost in the playoff here last year to Hideki, Finau and Webb right there. If I if I were not gonna play anyone in that ten thousand and above range, I would start my lineups Finau and Webb. Um, other than that, in the eight K range. I'm, I love Matt Kuchar. We haven't seen him for a minute. He's gained 11 strokes here at TBC Scottsdale in the last five years. $8,400 is a good price for Kuchar. He's a likely cut maker. Probably be chalky, as he typically is, uh, but I just think the price is too good. And um, he's also, 
him and Webb actually are kind of the same, right in the same spot on fantasy draft too. If you're going to play fantasy draft, by the way, Hideki, the third price guy on fantasy draft and the top price guy on, on, on DK. So if I have any Hideki exposure, it may be on fantasy draft. But Kucher, I like on both formats. And, and the last guy in the 8K range, I also like in both DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. And that's Byung Hun An. 8,000 on DK, 14 1 on Fantasy Draft. He's played here once. That was last year. He finished sixth. So I think he's a little. I, I'm not going to have any Byung Hun An in, uh, in cash. I would not do that. He's a little volatile. But I do like him in a GPP play. Yeah, I think with with Byung Hun An, I, I like him for some reason. I just like him more on fantasy draft. I don't, I don't know why. He's basically the same value. He's basically the same price, but I just like how he fits into my lineups <laughs> on fantasy draft. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't mention Mickelson. Dude, he was everywhere this past. But week. here's the thing with him. This oh, is a guy. Are you about to sell takes, me on Mickelson? No, here I'm going to sell you right now on Mickelson. Oh. Yikes. He is a guy that takes a little while to kind of get into tournament shape. We always see him obviously come around Masters Week. You know, he's gained 34 strokes in the last five years on this course. He scores. He obviously makes birdies. He makes eagles. He's, he goes for everything. I mean, we know Mickelson. That's just what he does. Um, here's where he has not been well, and that is on off the tee. And approach, which are two of our biggest <laughs> yeah. things that we're talking about this week. But it's it's one of those things where like he can get that can come back to him immediately. Like we don't know when that's gonna come back. Mm. And so if, if if you're looking at a GPP play, to me at eighty five hundred, that could be a pretty good play. I'm totally with you on Webb though. For all the reasons you said, I think Webb Simpson is is just a great play this week. Uh Cooch is the same. I'm with you there. Um Harris English though, at oh, eighty one hundred. Jeez, you Another and Harris Bulldog. English. No, look, he's gained twenty three strokes. He's playing very the- well right now, but eighty one hundred dollars. I'm still not. I'm still not ready to pull the trigger. Okay, on Harris so I'll I'll battle you all day on that. I think that he is a great play. He's gained twenty three strokes on the field in the last five events that he's played here. He's had a third place finish. He's had a ninth place finish. I think Harris English is a fantastic play, and I don't mind that price at eighty one hundred at all. The price increase is stupid. He was seven thousand at the career builder. I can't remember what it was. I'm last okay week. with that. I'm all right. I just don't think the value is there for Harris English. I will tell you one one play that I I think on fantasy draft you have to make. This guy is priced. He's the thirty third priced guy on fantasy draft. He's the 16th on DraftKings, and that's Ryan Moore, who also has a tremendous history here. I'm not a fan of him on DraftKings, but on Fantasy Draft, where pricing is a little tighter and you got to really pick your spots, Ryan Moore gives you a tremendous savings at 13.5. So he's a guy that here. Here's the thing: this is where you have a guy that hasn't played a tour event, yeah, in forever. In a while. Yeah, and so you get a guy that's a little bit cheaper priced that nobody's seen. Listen, listen, these guys are practicing every single week. They are putting the work in. If you get a guy like Ryan Moore, you know, where you can get him cheap, especially on fantasy draft at his price, take him. Go ahead and, and just take advantage of that. 
All right, the 7K is where I love things. I love a lot of things in the 7K range, especially 74 and above. Um, so I don't want to name them all, but I'll start, and then we'll we'll kind of let let you fill in, and then I'll yeah, come you back. You start because I'm I'm uh I'm going to refill. So you go ahead and start. <laughs> well, it's it is going to be tough to avoid Ryan Palmer. Man, I, I was heartbroken for Palmer. I really wanted him to come out and win this thing um, last week for uh, for the Farmers. He just played great. Such a great story. He struggled trying to close that whole thing at the end, but he loves TPC Scottsdale. He's gained 23 strokes on the field here in the last five years. He's gained 20 strokes in the last five tournaments. Um, or tw- Yeah, five or six tournaments. He's just gaining strokes left and right. This is kind of a draw golf course for right-handers, a lot of right-to-left shots. I think that that is Palmer's ball flight, is that, that, you know, that bombing right-to-left draw. So... I like that. Um, I just I, I, and I love the price. I mean, God, the fact that Ryan Palmer is two hundred dollars less than Harris English. Sign me up. So I love the Ryan Palmer play. Also love the decrease in price on Patton Kazire. I'm really a fan of that. I think that's a great value at seventy seven hundred. You know, hadn't seen him you know since the career builder where he finished forty second, but he was coming off the playoff victory and blah blah blah. You know, but in in those two events, career career builder and Sony, Patton scored twenty one birdies at the career builder and twenty two and an eagle at the Sony. My boy Patton is feeling it, and at seventy seven hundred, I think he's a very likely cut maker with great upside. You know, now a two time winner on the PGA Tour. The next play, I think, is going to be a pivot play. We'll see what FanshareSports.com has to say about this come Wednesday. But his course history here sucks. And, you know, the last time we saw him, you know, it was uh, pretty good. Actually, the last three times we've seen him, it was pretty good. But his course history sucks. At 7,700, Kevin Chappell. I love some Chappie this week. I think... When you talk about strokes gained approach and a good iron player and a guy who can can gain strokes flagging down pins, I like Kevin Chappell. And I think he's going to be a pivot play because a guy like Zach Johnson, I think, is going to eat up some ownership with a good history here and also in good form. I think Chappell could get lost in that seventy-six dollars to $7,900 price range. So I like him. We'll see if Fanshare agrees. You know, maybe Maybe he gets talked up some more. Maybe he's, he ends up being a popular play, but that's that's who I like. Are, are you back with us yet, Pat? I'm here. I, okay. I don't know about Chapel. I, I think that I would much rather stay on Zach Johnson, who you think is a pivot play off of. But if you just look at you know course history, the last three years he's has not finished outside the top fifteen. He's gained just over twenty two strokes on the field. You know, he checks the box and birdie or better percentage and DraftKings scoring. So I just don't see how you could. Yeah. If, if no. you're going to fade a guy, I don't think Zach's the guy to fade off of to, to Chapel. Like, no, I might go, I, I, I might go a different a complete, guy, like maybe an Ollie Schneiderjens or something. Yeah. I don't think it's a complete fade on ZJ at all. Don't get me wrong. And I love him from a cash perspective. I, I do think he's going to be really chalky in GPPs. That's the only reason I said, I think. Chapel could be a pivot, but I, I agree. I don't think he completely fades EJ either. He's been playing great, and he does obviously play well on this course. Here's the thing, you know, I, I think Scott Piercy's a good play at 75. I like Piercy. I was a little bit surprised that you didn't mention him. He's got well, a decent course. 
He's got decent course history. You know, he was third here in 2013. He was T15 in 2014. You know, last year he didn't have, I think he may have, did he miss a cut last year? I'm not sure. He didn't, he didn't finish well here last year, but it wasn't a good year for Scott Piercy. And if you look at the way he's performed lately, he, his game has definitely improved. Uh, he has shown that, you know, you know, he may be coming rounding back into the form in that 2015, 2014, you know, season. So I think Scott Piercy could be a, a pretty good sort of GPP play this week. I, I, what, what are your thoughts on him? No, I, I had Piercy highlighted. I just didn't get down to him. I, I agree. Um, I, I like Piercy. He's a desert kind of golf guy. He lives in Vegas. Um, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm in complete agreement. Wow, that's I feel like mm-hmm. it's good news. Here's another guy, the guy you've loved all year, right there in that in that same price range. JJ Spawn. Love. I mean, I just, I'm just not gonna don't quit see JJ. how you can. I don't see how you can get off of him again yeah. this week. I mean, he's you can't a, quit him. No, you can't. Um, you know, he was T23 last week at the Farmers. Has just been playing fantastic. Checks a box. You know, greens and regulation is one of the things that we mentioned, I think. I can't remember. <laughs> but J.J. Spine checks a box there. Also, strokes gained approach and birdie or better percentage. The guy's just – when is he going to win? Because it's coming soon. Yeah, it's- and that's the thing. Like, I just don't want to be off of him for when that happens. He was t- – yeah, he was tied for fourth here last year in his first attempt. Ball striking, strokes gained approach, same blah blah blah. Same thing we've said for the last three weeks. Yes, play JJ Spawn like cash yeah. GPP. Play JJ Spawn. Okay, one more that I'm going to mention that that I absolutely love, and he checks the box for me on that birdie or better percentage that I love is that is Cam Smith at 7400. I think you're not going to like this play, but if you look at his last three events, T20 at the Farmers, T18 at the Sony, and he's T17 at the Tournament of Champions, so that's middle of the pack because there's only like 30-something guys. But I think Cam Smith is is a sneaky good play at this price. I, I like the price for him this week, and so I will have some Cam Smith in my lineups. Well, I actually love Cam Smith this week. He's another one I had highlighted. I love the form. I love the price at 7400 I mean, he was... He was like 8K or 9K last week, uh, so he takes mm-hmm. a nice dip in price. Last week for the Farmers Insurance, strokes gained, tee to green. He was tied for 17th in the field, nearly gaining five strokes tee to green. Great all-around game for Cam Smith. I mean, off the tee, approach, around the green, putting, everything just clicking for him. He hits it long enough. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I love some Cam Smith. I uh, love some J.J. Spawn. I agree with the Scott Piercy pick. I do think another potential pivot that you kind of touched on, that um, I didn't stop you, but I think Ollie, coming off the missed cut, he missed the cut on the number at the Farmers. Okay, When you look at his stats last week, he, he was struggling a little bit off the tee. He only hit 40-something percent of his fairways and just couldn't really recover, but he did miss the cut on the number. Prior to that, had a good finish um, uh, at, the, at the career builder. We know he's a ball striker, a great iron player. He finished tied for 24th here in 2017. I think Ollie is another one of those bounce back, you know, candidates and potential pivot off of Zach Johnson if you're looking for, you know, a less popular play. I told you I love the 7600 $100 range. Um, 
as we keep dropping down, I think Hudson Swafford is an interesting play at 7,400. In decent form, he just, I don't know, just feels like he doesn't have like a tremendous history here, but he feels like another, you know, solid cut maker. Um, T29 at the career builder with 17 birdies and an eagle. He's a total driving kind of guy. So if you're looking at strokes gained off the tee, somebody who's long and accurate, that's kind of Swafford. Yeah, here's the thing with Swafford, too. I mean, he's right there priced on fantasy draft next to Brandon Harkins, who's a guy we've been on a ton. Mm-hmm. But if you want kind of a pivot play off of Harkins, if you're playing a GPP, I think Hudson Swafford could be could be that guy. Also, Luke List at 12-3. Yeah, on fantasy draft, yes. I think Swafford will definitely be lower owned than Harkins and List on fantasy draft. I could see that happening. Um, I like another guy just below Ali Schneiderjans. Uh, actually, well, he's below Ali Schneiderjans on DraftKings. That's Russell Knox, the 26th ranked player on DraftKings. On fantasy draft, he's the 40th ranked player, so a 13-1 I like his value there on fantasy draft mainly. I'm not. I'm not usually a fan of playing Russell Knox on DraftKings. Just, just doesn't score a lot. But what about so? You, so you mentioned Russell Knox right there with him on fantasy draft as Bubba Watson. Yeah. What are we, what do are we doing with Bubba? You know that goes back to like I told you this. I mentioned it was Ryan Palmer. This course sets up for a right to left ball flight for right handers. So obviously left to right for a guy like Bubba. I mean Bubba has really just own this um i feel like he should have won this tournament before in a little over 40 rounds at tpc scottsdale bubba is a hundred under par at scottsdale a hundred that's a lot wait a hundred and how many rounds 40 that's ridiculous yeah i'm not even a hundred i'm not even that for like a quarter of that for my life well, of course not. No, no, you're over par. If you'd have to be a scratch golfer at least to be doing that. No, but I mean, I'm talking about like if you take all the pars I've had, all the birdies I've had. Well, yeah, you've probably never made a hundred birdies. No, I haven't. Right. Okay. Anyway, yes, Bubba. We're not talking about your game. We're talking about Bubba. Okay. I mean, for fantasy draft, he's a very interesting play. I still don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm un- I'm undecided on DraftKings with him. I think I'll probably fade him on DK, but it's yeah. Monday. It's Monday. You got yeah. some time, buddy. All right. Who else do you like in the in the low sevens um, on DK? You got Keegan Bradley, who's obviously coming off a good week. Bud Cauley at seventy three hundred is tough to avoid. He's playing really well right now. Um, James Hahn, I think, could be an interesting play. Didn't have the best finish this past week, but he's been in great form. He's a local guy, practices, or he's a member here, practices here at TBC Scottsdale. I think he's the kind of playful guy that thrives off the energy at the waste management as well. I think maybe hopping back on Hahn, who maybe disappointed some people, what he finished like T45 this past week or something. Yeah. I think he's an interesting one, probably be under-owned. Um, yeah. Well, I, like I think, you know, you mentioned Bud Colley. I think Bud Colley is a great play at 7,300. Checks a box on strokes, can approach and off the tee. It, it, to me, that's just a, a fantastic price for him. I like Grillo. I kind of like Grillo, too. You know, he, you know, strokes, can off the tee. He checks a box there. But here's a guy that just, 
I, I don't know. He's a, a absolute stud. He had a pretty good week, except for Sunday, but he was in the later groups on Sunday at the Farmers last week. And I think he got, you know, kind of caught up in the weather a little bit. I think he he could have finished higher. Actually, he didn't even he did he wasn't even terrible, but he still he even got a top fifteen finish. But you know, he's thirteenth in the field in strokes gained off the tee. He is a guy that can score. He likes these this these fairways, these greens. I think Grillo is a is a Good play at 7,200. Now, another guy that I'm going to throw out, or we're not going to the 6,000 range yet, are we? Yeah, go ahead. So, I'm going to go at the top of the 6,000 range. I'm loving some Kevin Nye, who is a guy that I feel like should be in the 7,000 range. Yeah, he's underpriced for sure. Yeah, I don't understand it. I mean, he checks the box and strokes gain approach. His course history is good. He has gained 24 strokes on the field in the last five years on this at this you know course. So, also, not sure I understand that. It he's seems a, he's a Vegas there. guy. He's a Vegas guy. So again, desert golf. You know, he's, him and Scott Piercy and Charlie Hoffman play that desert golf stuff. I think I think it suits his eyes. Also, rocking a mustache now. Not sure if you knew that. Mm-hmm. He put it on his Instagram. He asked people if he should keep the stash or not. It's kind mm-hmm. of scary. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I like the Kevin Na play as well. Um, one more play in the sevens. I like. I still. I, I'm not going to stop with uh, Robert Garrigus right now at seven thousand. You know uh, the way he's the way he's scoring at least. Not the best um, finish prior to last week, but it had a good finish at the Farmers. He. Um, He's gained nine strokes over the last five years at this event, so he's got he's familiar. He's okay. I just think it's a I think you play the form and you keep riding a little Garrigus. Um also in the six K range continues to be tough for me just from a cut making standpoint, uh, to to quit Chess and Hadley. Mm. I mean, he's just he's in good form and he's in the six Ks. Like as long as you keep giving it to me, I feel like I, I feel like when I put him in the lineup, I'm at least gonna get a made cut right now. He's been playing, you know, he played well at the career builder. He played okay at the career builder. Didn't finish great, but he scored 24 birdies at the career builder. And then, he, and then, uh, you know, had an okay week last week at the Farmers. But I don't mind a little chessing. Um, I mean, I, I don't know when I'm going to stop playing Brandon Harkins either. We've been on him for weeks now. And he just continues to crush, just crush. He's a, you know, we learned last week, I mean, he's a California guy, went to St. Chico or Chico State in California. So, you know, West Coast putting on these overseeded Bermuda slash POA surfaces, absolute bomber, scores on par fives, uh, racks up the birdies and the eagles. He's just, I love, I'm continuing to love Brandon Harkins, and I will continue to play him in the 6K range all day long. Yeah, I, I can't I can't argue with him. Here's the thing. What about Billy Horschel? <sighs> Interesting. There's two guys here that I love, actually, in this in this six range. Martin Laird, Billy Horschel, both at sixty eight hundred. Billy Horschel has gained almost twenty strokes on the field. Martin Laird's gained almost twenty four strokes on the field. Both have great course history here. They haven't played 
fantastic. But Billy Horschel is one of those guys that, like, he saw last year. I mean, he just came out of nowhere and beat yeah. Jason Day in the playoffs. Which was just so stupid. It's yeah. just stupid. But to me, that could that's that's a sign of a, a, a decent GPP play, a guy like that, who just comes out of nowhere, knows how to play the course, has obviously had good course history here. You know, screw the stats, throw them all out. Another guy here, and right there at sixty nine hundred, is is Willie McGirt. We haven't even talked about him at all. No, I'm not. Game twenty three strokes on the field. If you look at his last five years, t twenty four, t twenty four, t thirty, t nineteen, and t thirty two. He's never finished outside of the top thirty five <laughs> in five years, and he's at sixty nine hundred on DraftKings. Yeah, I'm not a fan of McGirt. I'm not. That's that's a pure course history play to me. I don't. I don't I'm not seeing it. Uh, the Horschel so play. So out of the five years, uh, the Horschel play years. I can be talked into. I am a fan of Martin Laird. Martin Laird's another guy that lives uh, right here near this golf course, practices and plays a lot here. Um, him, Martin Laird, Robert Garrigus, James Hahn, all some low price guys that spend time on this golf course and are familiar. I'm with you there, and I think a lot of people are going to go to uh, to that Kevin Streelman play because they're going to see the name. You know, he's been playing well. Um, you know, decent, finished okay, struggled on the weekend, I think, at the Farmers, but a top 30 at Career Builder, top 20 at the RSM, top 20 at OHL. And they're going to see that price. Um, I think Laird and Horschel are both decent GPP pivots from Kevin Streelman. But I'm not, I'm not interested in the, in the McGirt play at all. Why, why do you not play McGirt? Why? I, I do play McGirt. I just... I don't know. No, I mean, why not this week? I mean, just not not tremendous. I mean, we saw him at the Sony. He finished sixty fifth. He scored twelve birdies. He just didn't yeah, look he great. Was, he was in the top ten at the RSM. Okay, the but that was that was in November. I'm going off of recent, more a little more recent form than that. I don't know McGirt. I just never feel great with McGirt. I don't. Which I guess if that's the case, then you play him when he's in the six K range because he's a risk. But. I mean, I just I, think for a guy that if you're looking at a guy, it's 6,900, who's never finished in the last five years outside of the T32. Okay, that's I, a good play. That's yeah, a good play. I would rather play Chesson. I would rather play Harkins. I would rather play Laird. I would rather play Streelman. I don't know. I do think like Horschel McGirt, or I feel equally as awkward with both of those guys. But I would rather play those other four guys over McGirt, and three of them are cheaper. One of them's the same price. That's just me. Okay. Okay. Is there anybody cheaper than Billy Horschel that you like? No, I'm done. Okay. Well, I I don't know. I. I feel of, like you're going to give us something here. All right, I'm going to give you two at, at the at the bare minimum. I think Brian Gay and Morgan Hoffman, both at 6,600, are are just interesting. Brian Gay's in good form. I mean, gained 16 strokes in the last six round or six events. Um, Morgan Hoffman seems to like it here. Gained seven shots in the last five years. He can score on par fives. He's a, he can, he's a scorer when he's on. He's a total disaster when he's not. But, you know, those are just GPP flyers. If I were going to throw them out there, that's, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, on Fantasy Draft, about as low as I'm willing to go. And listen, on Fantasy Draft, you've got, you know, I do think you have to go a little more balanced. So, um, but I think if you can sneak in, 
I think if you sneak in, like, it, uh, I don't know. I think fantasy draft, I may try to go, like, Hideki. Because that's the thing on fantasy draft. Most people go balanced. If one of the guys in the top five hit, and and then you you have the rest make the cut. You, you are you're gaining an edge because like I think the popular play on DraftKings is going to be studs and duds, but on fantasy draft it's typically balanced just because the pricing is is a little tighter. It's harder to find the value at the bottom. But you know some values on fantasy draft like Michael Kim at eleven two, um, Garrigus at eleven nine, Laird at twelve two, Swafford at twelve three, who we mentioned, Knox at thirteen one, who we mentioned. Spawn at 13.4, Ryan Moore at 13.5. Like those guys are good value. You can plug some of those guys in and throw in like a Hideki web look. I think that's a decent tour card lineup for fantasy draft, if you ask me. Hmm. So we both had Justin Rose as our one and done picks last week, which, you know, I mean, what do you get? Top seven, top eight? Not terrible. Yeah, he was out there. Yeah, I mean. I wanted him to win, but obviously it's not not terrible. Um, yeah, he was tied for eighth. So for this week's one and done, Pat, who are uh, who, who are you going to use? Who who you liking? Is it going to be a a bomber? I am going to go with Phil Mickelson. Oh my lord, <laughs> Phil? Huh? Yep. <clears throat> Yikes. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with another guy that I think is going to be not as popular as a one and done play. So when he wins, I'm going to go for gaining a little edge this week. I'm going to go with Ryan Palmer as my one and done. Mm. Love the form. Love the confidence. Just locked up his tour card two weeks ago. All the pressure's off. He played great last week down the stretch. A right-to-left bombers course. 20-something strokes gained over the last five years here. I like it. I like him way more than Phil for a show. You really sound like you know what you're talking about, but I, I think you're going to be wrong this week. <laughs> All right, once again, uh, that's, that's the show. We hope you guys have some green screens this week. Don't forget the road to Augusta. Don't forget the $250 credit to the Masters Pro Shop for just simply leaving an iTunes review. Don't forget to shoot us an email. Go to the Contact Us on uh, the Contact Us page on tourjunkies.com and let us know if you want in on the Ben Little email come Wednesday night. That's going to be absolute fire. At TrueMav, T-R-U-Mav. Go follow Ben. It's going to be a good time. Love the waste management no matter what happens, no matter how my screens look. I'm going to be excited to watch. It's a fun event. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. I'm excited about it. David Barnett for the Tour Junkies. Thanks for listening. May your screens be green. See ya! Oh! It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Point out the colors of you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.